It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Scenarios you've ever had in your life always turn out to be your best blessings. But the results that they get from it will far surpass anything they've ever invested in. Because a lot of people right now don't need more knowledge. They need more accountability. Mm-hmm. Bart Allen Miller, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. I love it. I'm so excited. Well, the billionaire cowboy is maybe a, a better pseudonym that we can use for today. What do you reckon? That's right. I think we should use that. That's pretty good for me. Now, having looked at a number of uh, other interviews you've been on, plenty of people have asked you how the Billion Dollar Cowboy came about. So unless you really want to tell it today, people can check out some other stuff. It's a great story. But uh, I'm very, very excited to have you on today, Uh, Bart. I um, got to know you at Funnel Hacking Live just a few months ago in Orlando and have come to learn about some of the amazing stuff that you're doing. And as we just spoke off camera, it's outrageous the amount of brilliant free content out there on how to be successful that just is not watched whereas someone jiggling their bum has millions of views and how did we end up in this world so my my first question bart is a question for me if that's okay okay. and i and i love and i love to interview people and, and ask them questions to help them solve the challenges that i've got in my life and i could pretend this is about someone else but I'm just going to put my hand up and say to this, what advice mm-hmm. would you give to someone who literally is down to less than a hundred dollars, has no guaranteed income coming in, doesn't have any lifeline support of family to rely upon, has a, a wonderful skill set in lots of different areas, but and is in a foreign country basically with no like uh, i'm at the end yeah it's cool i would watch the show undercover billionaire as fast as i could watch it and then i would literally become very resourceful and what i mean by that is this if you have a skill set for instance let's say you had a background in construction and you knew the area and you could go find used tires or you could find i mean whatever it might be and just sell it and or Let's say that your neighbor next door has a bunch of crap that they just need eBayed and they'll give, give, give you a percentage of selling it on eBay or they'll give you a percentage of selling it on a Facebook post or whatever it might be. 
I'd become very resourceful with my skills and become very guerrilla at marketing. So if you need quick cash, the way to always get quick, quick cash is either working for somebody, which means you build a website for them, you drive traffic for them, you start to look at things that you can do very quickly that can give them a result with the skill set that you have right now at your fingertips that you've developed over the years. Or you go out there and you really become resourceful in the e-com world of, I, I don't care what country you're in, if you start looking, there is literally stuff everywhere that you could sell that'll make money. And or there's a business there that needs marketing done right now. If you just walk in their door, say, here's my skill set. I need X, Y, Z. They're willing to just go, okay, let's do this right now. I want to look at it. Let's rock and roll. So I'd become very resourceful in those categories. Um, But if all else failed, trying to think like, I thought about this a lot because uh, I think it makes you a next level marketer when you become a guerrilla marketer. What I mean by that is, is that if I were dropped off nowhere and had no money, just like undercover billionaire, they give them a hundred dollars, they drop them in a place and they have to make a business within 90 days. It's worth a million dollars. Okay. So you have to become very resourceful. I mean, Grant Cardone literally had to go knock on an RV dealership and say, Hey, can I sleep in your RV out here tonight? Cause he had no place to stay. Right. And then he had to build friendship and had to make something happen yesterday. One of the ladies literally went and found a restaurant. She was a real estate tycoon and she knocked on the door and said, Hey, look, this place is crap. I'll clean it for a place to stay. And then she turned it into a huge business. I mean, you become very resourceful, right? And that's one thing that as entrepreneurs, when we get to a certain category, we don't do enough of. We get comfortable with where we're at and the things that we're doing. And we don't uh, really dig deep and put our skill set to the test. So I put your skill set to the test um, and say, I would actually create it as a, as a goal for you to say how you went from zero to hero because you can become the superhero you want right now, right? So become the the cash machine. I can't remember the name of the show where the guy puts the uh, sunglasses on. He's in a, he's in a video game. He's a he's a character within the video game, and then he sees all these people running around that have sunglasses that are shooting, doing all these things. And he, I call him blue shirt guy, but it's not the name of the movie. But anyway, it's Ryan put, Reynolds. It's like yeah, free, yeah. Guy, free guy, free guy. That's yeah. the one. So I, I would put the sunglasses on and look through a different vision. That's what I would do right now. And I would think of him every time of how he just went from that to being like, oh my gosh, there's just things everywhere. There's opportunity everywhere. And it all wants to be for me. It, it's all mine. So I don't know if that helps you at all, but that's where I would start. Yeah, it's great. It really is great. I, I got to say like, the, um, if you spoke to me about a week ago, I'm in a far better place now because I've spent more time stepping into this place of, okay, Laban, you've got to deliver now, right? I, and I know also, and I claim ownership for being in this situation 100%, by the way. I also know that this is a, a, an integral part of my growth journey. My skill sets are... I'm, Two years really into my entrepreneurial journey as a coach, mm-hmm. uh, I created a mastermind in, in February this year, like a paid mastermind, generated about 100 grand in my first year and had five separate business deals all renege for November, which should have been a 50 grand month, went to being nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and there was a moment there where I got completely knocked off center and my self-confidence took a battering, which is starting to come back. Do you have any other ideas or suggestions about 
how to bounce back quicker from these kind of ass kickings? Yeah, absolutely. There's a book called Alter Ego. And you'd want to go read that book yesterday. And what you want to do is you need to, when you have these down moments and these really frustrating moments, understand that Russell Brunson may be who you need to become. So what you do is you become Russell Brunson and you act as if you're Russell Brunson. You literally become that avatar. So you become him as a superhero. Because here's the deal. If Russell Brunson gets bad comments, so what? It's not me. I don't take it personal. If Russell Brunson gets told no, it's not me. I don't take it personal. I'm Russell Brunson at that point in time. Now, <laughs> let's be clear. I'm using him. But if he's listening to this, he's like, Bart, what are you picking on me for? I would take that so personal, right? Because it's him. But when I when I become him as an attractive character, I don't care as much. But I can act as if I'm him. I can see myself. I can see how he thinks. I become something different. So whoever that is to you, right? If you'll become that, or you'll be, you'll act like they are. You you don't worry about it. It's the same with same way with an actor, right? We watch them in a movie become these characters, and they're very successful because they do that, right? So what I would encourage you to do is instantly when these things happen is Find something that helps you trigger into character and then just go for it. And don't let yourself out of character until you've accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. And uh, that's the fastest way I've seen people snap out of things just like that. And then then you can go back and waller in your own stuff and become you if you want to. Because <laughs> we all do it. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire or where you're at. I mean, there's times we all get there. I don't I, Whatever level, shit happens, right? So it's just at different levels. I, I'll never forget I was in a – I was watching a movie – and uh, Levi Leiheimer was being interviewed, which is uh, he was a uh, he 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 raced uh, pedal bikes with Lance Armstrong. So Levi was in this, and I was doing a, the Leadville 100 mountain bike race at the time. And Levi said this: He goes, you know, most people don't think that we're suffering like they are, but the answer is we're really just suffering at a different level. It's not that they're not suffering. It's not that everybody goes through the same things. It doesn't matter at what level you're at. I don't care if you're a zero or you're a hero. Every Everybody goes through the same exact thing. And then here would be the next thing I tell them is everything has a recipe to it. And what I mean by this is, and I ask this all the time to crowds when I'm speaking is I say, hey, can, can you bake a batch of brownies and from scratch? And you'll always have two or three people that'll go, yeah, I can do it. And good for them, right? That's awesome that they've taken their skill set to that level. But most people cannot do it from scratch. But I say, hey, if I gave you a recipe, could you follow the recipe? And they'll say, yeah, I could totally do that. And I'll ask them, I'll say, does the recipe care if you're poor? No. Does the recipe care if you're rich? No. Does the recipe care if you're black? No. Does the recipe care if you're white? No. Hispanic? No. Female? No. Male? No. Transgender? No. Well, what the hell does a recipe care about? One thing, you follow it. Wealth is the same way. So is every other dream you've ever had in your life. Everything in life has a recipe. Who has your recipe? Go learn how to cook it from them. And guess what? You'll have what they have. That's, that's the difference. Now, that doesn't mean everybody wants to eat brownies. Some people want a salad. It's okay to go find a salad recipe. doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying, though? But find the recipe. Everything has a formula to it. And and, and I'll never forget, uh, Joe Polish taught me this. He said there was a guy that was in the, uh, he was in the carpet cleaning space, which was Joe. And he like really was struggling and he wanted to become better. And so he decided he wanted to get into real estate. So he went out with this real estate tycoon and went jet skiing with him. And he got to this tycoon and he started talking to him. He said, hey, I think I really want to get into real estate. 
And this guy looked at him and said, hey, is there anybody in the carpet cleaning space that's making the amount of money that you would like to make? And he said, absolutely. He goes, well, then it's not the space, it's you. Right. And that's the thing with all of us is, is that, that, you know, we just got to look at ourselves and like you're doing right now and just internally dive deep into ourselves, find that recipe, get on it and go crush it. That's it. You're the second person to share that brownie analogy with me. Um, and, I, and I love the simplicity and knowing a lot about your background as well. It seems like all of the success you've had in, and you wear about a thousand different hats, ex- excuse, excuse the pun, have uh, are buying systems. Is that? Yeah. So I go after the the best coaches in whatever category it is. If it's in bodybuilding and I want to do it, if it's in team roping and I want to do it, if it's in pickleball and I want to do it, if it's in marriage and I want to do it, if it's in uh, internet marketing and I want to do it. So, you know, if you're watching this, Russell Brunson is my coach. Jeff Lader is my bodybuilding coach. Trevor Brazil and Tyson Durfee coached me in, in roping. I mean, I can go on, but at the end of the day, I just find the best recipe and the guys who teach it at the very highest level that I can get to. And I utilize their recipe to excel faster than I would if I didn't tap into their recipes. Yeah, I love that about you, Barton. And um, in the coaching that I do, I I do my best to operate in complete integrity. And one of the things that I love about what you what you say is the cowboys keep their word, right? And and in this the coaching and the entrepreneurial space is a number of people that do nefarious things or underhanded things to try and get a quick buck. I until I've achieved financial success for myself, I'll never ever try and coach anyone. I have conquered drink and drugs and gambling and philandering and completely transformed my life around. So I am powerful in those areas. But it's funny that the the financial part, which is such a significant part of being a coach, just keeps grinding away at me. Is that anything that you ever had to experience as part of your your own coaching journey? Yeah. So that, that comes back to a mindset block. So what I would encourage you to do is one of two things. One is that's a stuck energy that keeps repeating in the back of your head and something, a traumatic experience or something in your life has affected you to build that belief. Okay. So uh, I use several coaches that literally will do different things to reset that. So, you know, I I would find somebody that can help you reset that because once it's reset, you won't have to face it again. It's it's something that's just right there, right gnawing at you. So what I always try to do, and this is my biggest thing, is I say life is a game. And I really do believe we live in a matrix. I know it sounds crazy, but we really do. And there's different levels. And so once you've once you've gone from level one to two to three to four to five, right? It's easy to, to understand the hacks of how you got there, right? And so if you're trying to get to level six, somebody has those hacks. That's why I was just talking about the recipe, right? So when you're stuck though, and you just keep dying on that level because of some reason, you've got to figure out what that little tweak is because it's only a minor tweak. That's all it is. And then the rest becomes very, very easy for you. So what I would suggest you do is find somebody um, that can unlock that part for you because believe it or not, it's just stuck energy. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And it's funny, you know, but you think that, you know, and I've done so much work on myself over the last, you know, six, seven years. And I grew up, I grew up in poverty, which, which was not an issue because it's character building, but what did the damage I think was the poverty mindset. And I didn't have 
any financial role models across both sides of my family. Like not a single person had money. And and I, you know, I talk about this a lot. I had to conquer the demon drink and drugs and stuff beforehand, before I could even look at the money, because if I didn't manage those things first, I'd be dead, right? <laughs> and it's all irrelevant. And and is there any is there any um similarity with people that are going through either people that you're coaching that have these financial blocks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, everybody has them. What, what what's the similarity? Like do, do, do you similarity know, do you... is is that yeah, it always comes back to they don't feel good enough or it's it's out of their reach. It's something that's bigger than they are. It's elusive to them, right? It's not something that is most of the time for all of us, it's something it's it feels like it's too hard to get, or I'm not worthy of it. Or if I had that, you know, somebody's gonna look at me in this way. And and it's hard to believe that to be true. But it's really one of those mental things that stops 90% of the people that I coach. And if I sit down with them and really start to look at where that starts from, it doesn't mean you can break it. I'm not an energy healer. I can't, I'm not, not the best at that. I, I, I use a guy named Tyler Watson, if you, if you want to look up him. But Tyler, Tyler's amazing at it. But even here's the deal. It's not just in money. It's in competing, right? If you've ever competed at a high level, it's like you get right there and all of a sudden you have a defeat or you, all of a sudden you start losing multiple times. And you go, every time I get here, like I miss or I do this and just something comes up and the pressure, right? But there's a monkey brain in the back of us that starts this little thing. And then we put emotion to it. The way things are anchored in life is through emotion. That's why if you go to a Tony Robbins event, you go to all these things, he wants you to have a very emotional experience because that's going to anchor whatever he's trying to get to you, Right. So generally, when you're trying to unblock those kind of things, you will tap into some sort of emotion and it will unblock that. But somehow or another, emotionally, you triggered like the fear of I'm going to miss instead of, holy crap, I catch everything. And it's so easy for me. You know, it doesn't matter if I'm if I'm doing this or if I'm at the NFR, I'm going to rope the exact same way. So uh, so that's that's the things that I've come is just really focusing on. Where's that block at? Why is it there? And how did it get stuck? Yeah, it's funny. I was, you know, I've been involved, gotten to this, been exposed to this peak performance coaching world in the last 18 months. And I really have been lost about who would be a coach. I don't think there's many people that are suitable for me. And it's funny, you of all people were one of the people that I was looking at. And I think I might have even submitted a, uh, a thing to jump on for a coaching suitability because I, I I know that I need a coach. It is like the chicken and the egg thing. Like the thing that I need the coaching for is to break through this financial block. Yep. And until I get that, like then I'll get the money for the coaching. It's like how do you how do you balance that? Yeah, that's the hardest part for ninety nine percent of people is is that so it's like you know you want to hire Russell Brunson but you don't have the money to, but you know, if you hired him, everything would be fine. Right. Um, and, and that's where the, the chicken and the egg thing gets really confusing. So what you, what you want to do is, is for me, right. Is I always look and say, okay, I may not be able to afford this right now, but what can I afford or what can I do that would make a difference for them? If I did X, Y, Z, would they trade this for me or would they do that for me? And you start to get back to that guerrilla marketing and, and trade or bartering or whatever it might be. To make that happen. And now it ain't always going to work, but then you go find somebody else that's right there that can help you get through that type of thing and, and, and burn through it. Right. So, 
So that's, that's the thing is, is, is just get creative. And sometimes here's the funny part. When we're all stuck, we're willing to give up the world. Then when we get back on top, it's like, I ain't so willing to give up the world anymore. You know, it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those things, but the, the drill is this, we've all been there, including myself been there. You know, so there's nobody, well, I can't, I can't say nobody, but 99% of people have been through something in some category. They've got some addiction that they still have that they can't break through. They got some financial thing, you know, it's always something, but that's the great thing. That's what makes life fun. If you'll let it be, because reality is, is once you conquer it, what else you got, what else you have time to do, but conquer this right now, you got time to do this. So make it fun. <laughs> what's, what's the last major hurdle challenge that came up in your life and how did you deal with it? Well, I had a financial thing that bothered me about, it's been about three years ago. I got a letter from California that told them I owed them a half a million dollars. And I was like, I don't owe them a half a million bucks. Now, I don't just have a half a million always sitting around and just pay some tax deal that, you know, they say that I owe, right? But uh, long story short, I put a lot of energy into figuring that deal out. And uh, it was taxes that we didn't collect. Somehow or another, it was so we couldn't get out of it in any way, shape, or form. So I I got the blessing of writing a check for a half a million dollars. But at the end of the day, every time I went to that mailbox, my anxiety and my I'd see mailboxes and be like, oh, you know, that's a half a million dollars. Or like, oh, who's gonna hit me next? You know, I don't know why, but I just had this real anxiety. And that's why I had to break through that myself. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to live life like that. I don't want to live life in fear every day that who cares? It's just freaking money. You know, I mean, it really is. But I'll tell you, when you don't have it or you you have something like that hit you, it's funny how we attach an emotion to that experience when reality is there's no emotion needed to be tied to it. It just is what it is. Right. And praise the universe, God, whatever you want, that I was able to have a half a million dollars to pay it. And did it suck? Yeah, it sucked. But at the end of the day, less to learn, move on, go make some more money. You know, there's always money to be made. It's like the ocean. It's just if your energy and your vibration wants to be it, you know, so, you know what, I guess the point is that's, that's my, I would say pretty good struggle in the same scenario that you were in right now that I, I had to really overcome and really face the demon of that, you know? So. How many situations like mine are you presented with throughout it throughout the year um probably five what and what percentage of those come out the other side prosperous five <laughs> is that because you're involved <laughs> well not always i will tell you the worst scenarios you've ever had in your life always turn out to be your best blessings See, the, the opportunity you have right now is to write a book. You have so many things that come from this, of being from, but if you weren't there, you can't tell you were there because you're an integral, honest guy, right? So yeah. you had to be here to be able to tell somebody else, hey, look, I remember when I was sitting there, go listen to this interview. I, I openly admitted this is where I was at. At the end of the day, now that I'm a multi-billionaire, I can tell you that was the biggest blessing of my life. But when I was there, Here's the emotions I was going through. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes it's when we're in it, there's no doubt. They're in, when you're in the, in the middle of it, the emotions are crazy. 
but you give yourself one year from now and you'll be laughing about it. And I know that's hard to believe, but you will, you'll literally be going, Oh my God, I remember when, and it just, you know, if I could go relive it again, I would just, I would just live in the moment and say, Oh my gosh, thank you for this opportunity. Cause it created so much opportunity for me. It made me do things I would never have done before. It made me ask questions. It made me dig deeper into things I would have never dug deeper into because I wouldn't have been where I was at and universe. You know, here's the thing I'll never forget when I, I had a deal where I lost millions of dollars. I was laying in bed and poor pity me and literally had a gun by my side, ready to kill myself. Okay. And, uh, I had this voice come to me and it's like, you'll hire all these coaches, right? And you demand that they get the most out of you, your bodybuilding coach. If he doesn't challenge you, you're pissed off, right? What, whoever it is, but when God or universe does that for you, you want to give up and you're mad. Yet, if you hired me and I told you I was taking everything away and drop you off and wherever you're at today and make you use your skill set today to force you to become the best you you could possibly become, you'd be going, hell yeah, Bart, I'm up for the challenge. Fuck, I'm the best. I can do this no problem. This is, this is not a big deal. And guess what? You do it. So right now, that's the opportunity you have. I just dropped you off today. You're going to go kill it. You're going to show everybody in the world what it's, what it's like to be dropped somewhere, absolutely have nothing, and go create something. Uh, I feel that, and I receive that as well. And I, the thing that makes me smile the most, I think, is that over the last, you know, in 2019, but I went out on my own, and I used to work in IT recruitment, right, which is I got dissuaded from being in radio when I was 16 because my father used to be in radio. He said, son, there's no money in radio, which is what I – didn't even, wasn't even about the money, right? Mm-hmm. And so I ended up doing sales jobs and and then I got into recruitment. went out my own 2019, which is a total unmitigated financial disaster. And I used that for effect only because I had no interest in it. No interest. I was doing, I was researching and reading and, and learning about the things that have become important now. Then the end of 2019 finishes and I took a job back in a recruitment company to, to earn money because we were destitute. In the meantime, my my now wife, you know, her and I have, have gone through at this point collectively 16 miscarriages. Um she uh, you know, she's so she's going through that and she's healing from some trauma and stuff. And then 2020 comes around and I'm just like, oh, I've got this new job for seven weeks, paying me hundred grand a year. And then COVID hits and I'm sort of forced, you know, we're in Melbourne, Australia, in the strongest lockdowns of anywhere in the world at that time. And and we had been to an event for professional speakers in Australia the weekend that it, that it all locked down. So I just went, how am I going to get my voice out? So I created this podcast. And then to this point, I've released 175 episodes and I would just bring on some of the best speakers on the planet and, and use a lot of those uh, like that guerrilla marketing really to surround myself with people. What I've found so interesting though, Bart, is that as I've gotten to know some of these people that often I I would put on a pedestal is that a lot of them financially are nowhere near what, what I thought or the, the image that they projected. What, what are some attributes to, to hone in or look for to help you find the right caliber people? Do you think? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is go talk to people who really truly know them or have hired them as a coach. I always say, you know, gold's not a refri- not afraid of the refiner's fire. So any of my students, you just need to go talk to them. Like literally, you, you can get on my deal, go to iduepiccoaching.com. You're going to see who I've coached, right? 
there's this thing called Google. Google them. Get on Facebook. Message them. Hey, what kind of coach? What do you do? How do you help? Guess what? You're going to find out in a really quick hurry everything you want to find out. And and you're not and there's not a coach out there that's going to be loved by everybody, including me. I mean, I've made a lot of people cry. I've made a lot of people upset. But it's not because I, I I wanted to. It's just I'm not always a fit for everybody. It is what it is, right? But at the end of the day, you'll find out exactly who fits you. And if they fit you and they drive you, then they're going to be the right coach for you. And you see they got a great track record. You're going to know they're the right coach for you. Also, you can start to go see, like, it, it's, it's funny, even some of these awards, people get them, but they're a million dollars upside down. They're not making money. They're a great trophy, but they're not making money, you know, but you can tell very quickly on lifestyle, go watch their Instagrams, see what they're really all about. And you'll, you'll start to find out if they're real or not real. Just take some time. Just don't see an ad, jump on it and go hire them because they're flying into jet somewhere. That might not be their jet. <laughs> That's a great point. What's your what's your favorite success story from people that you've coached? Hmm, probably Rachel Peterson. You know, uh, she she was the first one I ever coached, and she really was at a spot where she was growing, but wanted to just really you know blow up. And I just got the opportunity to uh, to help her through some serious. Uh, cool things in her business. And I would say, you know, most of that's confidential, so I'm not going to share it, but just to see her grow and be where she's at today has been super fun. Um, but there's a lot of moments. I mean, there's so many moments in my coaching career that, um, golly, just so many awesome things. I mean, you know, like Cordova, I mean, she, she's another one, just, just so many people that I, I, I've just been so blessed. You know, my gift is to see more in people than they see in themselves. And understand what they need to do. And I'm just so grateful for that gift. And I, I don't take it for granted. But uh, that would probably be some of the, the top ones, you know. And then, you know, my kids, you know, they're, they're fun too. You know? Well, I know you've got this uh, your amazing wife, Sonny. You've got, you got four kids. I think most of them have left left home now. That's what you talk yeah. about often is your, your crowning achievement in life. Yeah. What do you think you could do? Maybe the maybe the language isn't right, but with a year with me, if I went right, Bart, and you're happy to take me on and we we do it, what do you think you could do with me in a year? Whatever you would allow yourself to do, which means I you know in my network I know the right people to put you into the right places to make things happen. Uh, you know, a lot of people hire me strictly because they want a connection. I, I don't connect anybody unless I know who they truly are and they're authentically who they are. So I, I just don't, you know, somebody calls me or they want to connect to somebody. It's like, that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Right. But when I know who they are authentically, it's very easy to put them in the right positions because they're going to make a difference. All of us are looking for certain people. And, and you said it before, there's a lot of people willing to write a check that'll bounce. But there's not a lot of people when shit are hard and they give their word that they're going to make it happen no matter what, you know. And, uh, you, you know, when you know that those kind of people exist, there's always a place for them. I always tell my kids if they're, you know, no matter what they get hired for, if they will do up and above what they were asked to do, they'll be the last one ever fired from a company. Because you never get rid of the people who are doing the work and are busting their tail for you. You'll do anything you can to keep them. Because at the end of the day, it's so hard to find them. They serve at such a higher level. For you, it just would be come down to 
what is it that you ultimately want to do? What is the attractive character you want to be? Who is the superhero you ultimately want to be? And you're going to put everything on the line to be that. And then it would be working on making sure you're ready for it. You have the offer ready for it. And or if you already do, plugging it into the right place and let it happen. What do you think is some great characteristics of a, of a successful mastermind? Well, I can tell you what I do in mine. And the number one thing is, is understanding where people are at and be able to coach them to the next level. So, you know, if they're having a mindset issue, don't be afraid to say, go talk to Tyler Watson and I'll get you connected if I need to, but here's what you got to do to get it fixed, right? If it's, uh, hey, I'm having a funnel issue. Okay, well, my wife's one of the best funnel builders on planet Earth. Send it over, put it in the group so we can all see it and we'll give you feedback on it. You know, it's being able to provide good coaching and not you don't always have to be the coach. Understand who's at your fingertips, who's in the group, right? So like in my group, you know, Mark Stern, he's a box guy. He's one of the best direct mail people I've ever done and seen in, you know, helping people with an experience by design. So like anybody that's trying to reach people at a different level in their masterminds, things like that, Mark's your guy, right? Uh, Steve is a phenomenal at webinars and uh, doing pitches and repitches and putting all that together and putting the event together. Never seen anybody better than Steve is in my group, right? So really good at that. Nate Armstrong, he's the best at real estate and helping people avoid taxes by real estate. So I connect people to him. Mia can run the back end of any company there is on planet earth. She She's the back end of anything and can f- facilitate it at a whole nother level, right? So I can just go through my group, like Tyler, best energy healer there is on planet earth. And I don't call him energy, but it's like high performance coach that can get your mind where it is. But it, you know, do all that kind of stuff through that. I mean, uh, Colton is the best horse trainer, best, uh, best that there is, you know, training horses and doing all that. Colin, very best at putting gutters and roofs and all the stuff on. I mean, I can just go through my clients, right? But at the end of the day, if you're sitting there saying, hey, I need X, Y, Z, I can always help you. And to say, here's who you need to plug into. And a lot of times, if you know each other, which you will in a mastermind, it's like, hey, I'll help you. You help me. Boom things explode, right? So you see a lot of success really fast by getting vetting those people that are coming in. So all those people that come into your mastermind, have them fill out a very detailed sheet. That's what they all do to mine. Once they're in there, then just see how they react. If they're takers, kick their asses out yesterday. If they're givers, then boom. So what we do is there's a, there's a five minute give and a five minute ask. And then there's five to 10 minutes that they get feedback. First one is always, if I want to go, I go. If not, the whole entire group that's on there gets to give feedback. or the, And then we have a Google Doc that they can all go in there and just submit things that will help them. So even if they don't get it from me, they get a card and a way to, you know, get feedback. Well, that's priceless for people to be in that room and to network with the people that, you know, are at that level. So I would throw an event tomorrow if I were you. I mean, not in the position you're probably in. It's probably harder, you know, to do that. But if you could throw an event or once again, virtually right now, just go expand what you've already got. I mean, sell a year's membership for a couple grand, put them in there, you know, group coach them. Anyway, not to get on a rant, but that's that's just things I'd be thinking of for sure. It's a great rant. <laughs> it's really bloody helpful, dude. I appreciate this more than you realize. Um, and I and I don't want this to be a um, s- extract all the the goodness and and I know oh, that this will help 
a lot of people that are that are listening to this as well because you've made me think of something like I've built the podcast done 175 interviews with some of the br- most brilliant people on like Nobel Prize winners and all kinds of stuff but I haven't on the YouTube channel I don't think I've ever asked anyone to subscribe verbally yeah and as a result the channel's only grown to like 1200 subscribers on YouTube side of things but yeah. So what you should do is everybody that's got a session, right? You put it together, you send them their photos and send everything. Then it's easy for me to put it on my social media. It's easy for me to send it out to my list and it's easy to grow your list. You know, you should have a newsletter that goes out that I could opt in for $10. And it's all the things that you do in a week in your life. Every week, it's like, I bought this piece of equipment. I went and did this. I went and explored this, you just, you know, and just let people opt in, you know, and, and talk about things that are simple, right? But that's $10 a month. Well, you have a thousand people at 10 bucks a month. That's residual income for you all day long. that want to know what you do in a life and day in a life in you every week, right? That just goes out to them. But your podcast just needs to drive to something. And then you need to be very adamant about all these people that are on your podcast, using them and see if they'll go to their lists and spread the word, you know, you'll grow like crazy. It's such great advice, but I appreciate it a lot. What is the number one thing in your world right now that you are super passionate about? Accountability. You know, so many people, I I feel like uh, we need to get back to your word is your bond, not a contract. Contracts are just just for an attorney. When the contract comes out, that means you're ready to go to war, right? Or you you want to fight because you're not willing to keep your word. I think the old traditional shake hands and, you know, I'm a man of my word needs to come back and accountability. But here's the deal I found the most is 99% of people lie to themselves more than they realize. They, they, do, they can't even keep their own word to themselves, let alone their significant other, let alone anybody else they're doing stuff with. They, they just live in this crazy life of lies. When it's time to get back and be real with themselves and just own up to themselves. And here's the other thing I find. Most people don't love themselves. They really don't. They look at themselves. They're very frustrated. They're upset. They they don't love themselves. And in fact, they think if they love themselves, that they're they're being wrong. They're that they're uh, that their ego is involved. It's okay to love you. You know, you'll see on my mirror a lot of times. It just has in lipstick across the deal. I love you. You know, and I am good enough. And I say it to myself a lot. You know, I'll look at myself straight in the mirror. And you got to look at yourself in your eyeballs and say, I am good enough. Because there's a lot of days. When you get bucked off out there, you get kicked, you get shit all over you, you don't feel like you're good enough. But here's the thing we all know. You, a lot of people can grab a $100 bill. That $100 bill may have bought cocaine. That $100 bill may have bought a hooker. That $100 bill may have bought a uh, the nicest dinner there was on planet Earth. That $100, but it's still worth $100. It's irrelevant what the $100 did, but we're the ones that put value to what that thing did or what it didn't do. And so if if other people are judging you, they're going to judge you one way or another. So you might as well build a bridge and get over that and just know that you can love yourself no matter what and that you're good enough. And those two things are more difficult than people think. So they just start lying to themselves. And then when their significant other walks in, they lie to them about this because they don't want controversy and they don't want to deal with it. So, you know, my big thing right now is accountability. So I I, own, I have a group called I Do Epic Accountability. Um, people join those groups. They're 10-minute calls every single day for five days a week. And you get on there and you're accountable to those 10 people. You have one minute and you state your intentions and you do everything. 
but you just are absolutely accountable to not lying to yourself and the group. And it just gets your day started in the right foot forward going into what you need to do. And so, you know, that's, that's the big thing I'm on the mission to do right now. Um, Our software is going to be done hopefully this week so that we can put more people in it and expand it even more. But I just want people to put skin in the game, which means they're going to pay some to be in there. But the results that they get from it will far surpass anything they've ever invested in. Because a lot of people right now don't need more knowledge. They need more accountability. Mm -hmm. That's what they really need. They need to be accountable to doing what they need to do every single day. They they got plenty of knowledge. They just need action. Amen, brother. You know, I mentioned the the five separate deals. You know, Three of them were handshake, look in the eyes. I'm in, I'm in. Like they, one of them pursued me specifically, and then just ghosted. And yeah. I was like, "What is happening in the world? Like, what do I have to do?" And then it created a bit of self doubt in me. Like, is it is it a value thing with me? Like, what do you what do you think's attributing to this this breakdown and accountability in society? Well, I think it's easy to like right now in life, it's so easy to get away with not being present. It's so easy because life let, allows it where we're so forgiving on things, right? Like, oh, you ghosted me. Oh, well, let's set up another appointment instead of saying, no, I'm not going to set up another appointment. If you want to set up another appointment, you're going to go through these hoops to make sure that you're going to show up. You know, we it's not like the good old days where that was unacceptable. Today, it's very acceptable. If you want a divorce, how hard is it to get today? Just check out. You know, if I if I don't want to show up to work, will the government finally pay me? Probably. So just check out. You know, like it's just, it's just one of those things that I think have been created to be easier and we've been way more laxed on it. And uh, I'm not saying you have to be a hard ass on yourself, but I am saying if you say you're going to do something, do it. You know, no excuse. Well, I'm going to show up on a call, then be there. In fact, be a couple minutes early. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with being accountable to yourself and not lying to yourself. If you say you're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning, then get up. And here's the thing. Yeah, you know, I'll go on a rant on it. But anyway, I think that's the breakdown is, is it's easy today to allow it because there's no consequence. I knew without any shadow of any doubt that you were going to show up on this call today. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, well, I just knew. And, and like, I would say the majority of the people that I have on are, you know, they are usually very high quality humans. And and the reason that they are so successful is because they do show up, even yeah. if it is for a little bitty podcast, if that's what's going on in their mind, you know. Um, and I've, and I've taken a lot of those behaviors. I'm certainly not, I'll never proclaim to be perfect at this stuff, but, my life got infinitely better when I started showing up. Being with you today has made me even more determined to 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 show up and and follow through what I say I'm going to do. So I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, you're welcome. Where can people find you? I know you've mentioned a few times. Where's the best place yeah. to find? You? My my biggest brand is I do epic stuff. So it's like uh, not I do epic stuff, but that's what I do. The brand is I do epic, and then uh, so there's I do epic accountability as one funnel. I do epic coaching is another funnel. Um, I think our others, I do epic events. Um, don't quote me on that one. I don't know. Um, I don't build any of that stuff. I just pr- create the content, get people there and do crazy coaching and crazy events and all the fun stuff, you know? So 
but those are the main URLs. You know, the businesses, if you're curious about these, we own the largest online makeup school, which is Robert Jones Beauty Academy. It's been going for about 15 years. Um, amazing business. Uh, the other one is, um, I can't even remember. This one This one down here is for e-commerce. Been in the e-com space for a long time. That's the $10 million funnel is in RVs and hitches. Um, and I can't for the life of me remember what I did the other one. Oh, ventures. That's my... Uh, <laughs> I've got another one coming right now on my coaching deal. I I, I don't submit for them like I, I should just because I forget which, what's doing what. But um, anyway, the moral of the story is, is that I, I've had a very diverse life, you know, and uh, that's what's made my coaching great. I come from brick and mortar marketing background, and I love to coach brick and mortar companies. I love the e-com space. But uh, the main re- way to find me is probably on Instagram, um, you know, or just one of those different things. Go, go plug in. If I can help you, I'm, I'm honored to help you. So. Yeah. And we, we, uh, we didn't even scratch the surface of your, your history and your background. Like, like I said, there is, there's a number of other podcasts with it. You can go into that. I know you speak Japanese. I was trying to, I was going to yeah. try and learn welcome to the show <laughs> in Japanese, but I listened to the phrase. I was like, Oh my God, father, right? like I need a couple of weeks to learn it. Seriously. Yeah. I do speak Japanese. I lived in Japan for a couple of years. Great, great experience. Yeah, well, my wife's quarter Japanese, so I don't know whether you, I can't remember whether you met her in um, Orlando, but uh, she doesn't speak any of it because she's from <laughs> Russia. Oh, so, that right? Interesting. Um, I know bodybuilding, elite level cycling. Like, what's next for Bart Miller athletically? Yeah, athletically, I'm playing pickleball really heavy right now, um, and. Uh, <laughs> So I turn 50 next month. Uh, so I've been playing pickleball and I, there's two things I might try to do. And I'm saying might because I haven't committed yet. And when I commit, I don't look back. So I have to be pretty committed, but I may go for my pro card in bodybuilding uh, at, as a 50 year old and then, or, and, or try to get to a certain level in pickleball and go to some big tournaments and play um, and, or, uh, decide I'm going to win in Vegas and go rope for a million dollars. So those are the three things right now that I've, I'm playing with. Uh, but I haven't like 100% said, this is what I'm going to do, but it'll be one of those three. Um, right now, my little guy loves playing pickleball. So it makes it easy for me, you know, we're roping and everything else is personal time, you know, well, well, he's not around, but, uh, I love to spend time with him. So, He'll spend a lot of hours on the pickleball court with me, which is kind of fun. And he's the last one I have at home. So it'll probably end up leaning more into that and I'll still rope and still, you know, lift, but, um, but it'll be one of those three in the athletic end of things. But I really appreciate your time today, brother. It's been very eye-opening and very helpful. Do you have any concluding thoughts for our amazing audience today? If there was one, it just is believe that anything is possible. You know, don't don't give up on your dream for somebody else or anything else. And if you do have other people around you that don't want you to achieve your dream, ask them why. Ask them why. You know, I I never committed to, uh, you know, bodybuilding without sitting down with my family and saying, hey, this is what I want to do. Are you guys cool with it? And they all say, absolutely, we'll support you. Okay, I'm all in. You know, I know if I went to my little guy right now, my wife and said, Hey, I want a rope at this level that support me. Right. But, but understand if you have a dream, 
dreams don't need to die inside of you. And also remember this, feelings buried alive never die. Feelings buried alive never die. So just don't bury your feelings and your emotions to cause yourself more hell because they're not going to go away. They're going to manifest themselves in some way, shape, or form. So find somebody that can help you get through that. That doesn't mean you have to go relive it all and live through hell and, you know, all the stuff you don't. Um, but just don't let your dreams die inside you and uh, just go out there, be you, be authentically you, and uh, you'll crush it no matter what. And you'll be at the next level. So I can't thank you for having me. I hope there was some value in there for people who watch that, especially for all the big names that you have. I'm not I'm not anywhere near less or any of those kind of people. But at the end of the day, uh, we all use the same toilet. We all get up the same way. We all do the same things. And I've got some amazing celebrities that I dress and get to hang around with and do all the things. And what you really find out is we're all just humans having a human experience here, just at different levels. And so just remember that no matter what level you're at, enjoy the experience. Ladies and gentlemen, Bot Miller. Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available and not only just bring them on but to develop relationships with them that build into know like and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire you'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience go to podcastingheroes.com it's p-o-d-c-a-s-t-i-n-g-h-e-r-o-e-s.com